0: Hello, and welcome back to the next episode of Truly Knowledge Podcast, the podcast where usually two Neanderthals talk to you about something even we don't understand. But today, I think we do understand, but it's just me, so... But before uh, we really get into things deep, let me do a quick weekly roundup of stuff that's happened since the last podcast with Harrison. So, we've got some uh, pretty shocking news here. When I was walking down the street, I found a guy, and I brought him here today. Uh, I think he's escaped his cage, but I'm not sure. (laughs) Riley, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Yes, hello. Hello, Jack. I'm back on the podcast after a, a really long poo break. I'm sorry, but it just took a while to come out, you know.
0: So for any of our long-time listeners, you probably do remember Riley. I hope you do, because how could you forget such a majestic being? Yes. He's back. I am back. And better than ever. I am better than ever, yes. So today we're going to be talking to you about uh, mental health. So it's going to be in places much more serious, but... Also, it's Riley, so it's going to be less serious as well. (laughs) What do you mean? I don't make things less serious, bro. Right. We all know that's a lie. Yeah, that's true. So (laughs) should I uh, quickly do the weekly roundup and then... uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. You do the weekly roundup and then we'll get into the main topic of today's podcast.
0: I don't know why I call it a weekly roundup. It's always more than a week, but I always call it that. So there was a footballer from West Ham whose name is Kurt Zomer, and he was found to have been abusing his cat. Uh, and it was spread all around the internet, and rightfully, everybody was in uproar about it. So the RSPCA took both his cats away, and the club fined him the maximum possible that they could, which was 250,000. And since then, well over 100,000 people have signed a petition to see charges pressed against him. So the people aren't too happy about that, which is good, because he's a vile human being who was filmed kicking and slapping his cat.
1: That's not even something to make jokes about. That's just fucking disgusting.
0: Not even, Not even just, like, kicking it, like, drop-kicking it drop kicking is literally cat. a kitten as well not even a oh grown God, up cat the fact
1: it's a kitten makes it 10 times worse yeah just drop scum. kicking the cats bad enough but a kitten really scum of the earth literally oh. get get him off i don't understand why he's being fined he should just be sacked
0: yeah and then the thing is as well is the the team is still playing him
1: like they they're still oh. playing him is it so hard to fill a ball up with concrete and just fry it out his head?
0: <laughs> true, true. Or just fill it up with concrete and let him do the kickoff and then just
1: break his foot. Yeah, break his foot. <laughs> yeah, break his foot. <laughs> that would be amazing. We just send an army of cats of angry cats on him.
0: Oh, that no, th- no, that's his strength. He would be okay against Oh, them. yeah. He, he, mm, he'd be able to, to kick those, yeah. And we'd have to send a different kind of beast. We'd have to send you. <laughs> <laughs> me?
1: <laughs> what, just put me in a fursuit and let me charge at him?
0: Why, why does it have to be a fursuit? Why can't you just charge at him naked? Because... Revenge for the cats. True, true. Wait, why would I charge him naked? <laughs> More intimidating. Yeah, that makes sense. To you, <laughs> that. that makes sense. Intimidation factor, isn't it?
1: The intimidation factor. Yes, you just see a naked boy just sprinting at you on <laughs> all fours,
0: going <laughs> <laughs> revenge for the cats. Right, I think yeah, the time to move on. So, so <laughs> and quick. Uh, after that we have another vile human being who's also a footballer so we'll just carry on the trend of another premier league scumbag so this one is mason greenwood a manchester manchester united player and he was arrested with a lot of evidence against him for sexual assault and threats to kill and there has been some pretty vile stuff which has been put around the internet which although it's vile it's something that he did and it's solid proof of it and he can't deny it now
1: and it came from his other half as well
0: yeah, he, he was not a nice man by the same of things. I don't know what it is with these young footballers. They have so much. They have so much money. They have a great career ahead of them. They usually have great loving families and yet they're just little twats.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's very controversial but it happens a lot with like celebrities like that, especially the younger ones. Like they get all this power and then they think, oh, I'm to do whatever I want. Like prime example, look at how Justin Bieber was. Look how Justin Bieber was. He was a massive twat back in the day. Mm. Like I swear he had a, piss on a restaurant floor once for no reason (laughs) what yeah he actually just went beyond the counter just whipped his dick out and just pissed. what the hell for no reason
0: what the hell okay okay it's like earlier though we saw that uh was it boxer retired yeah yeah this boxer got
1: arrested middleweight champion he was a champion in the middleweight division and he got arrested for assault against a family member that was it God,
0: it's just these people. I don't, know. I don't get it.
1: Is it so hard to be a celebrity and just not punch or kick something?
0: Just be a celebrity and not a criminal at yeah, the same just time. Just <laughs> be a celebrity and not a criminal, <laughs> like, and your career on. is good. Yeah, it's crazy, but
1: uh, it's stupid, man. It really is. I, I don't get it. I mean, I really don't. I don't understand. Like, do they think they're that entitled or have that much power that they can abuse animals, family members, and relationship partners without getting away with it? It's
0: crazy. Yeah. I,
1: I don't get it. I really don't. Is it so hard to just go up to your girlfriend and be like, oh, yeah, I actually love you, not make me eggs? Like, is it that hard? <laughs> make me eggs, what the hell? Like, is it is it that
0: difficult? Nah, it's crazy. No, it's not difficult. So we have one more bit of sad news, and then we have some funny news and some good news. So the last bit of sad news is in Morocco, there was a child who fell down a very small well, uh, and after four days of being snuck and people trying to dig... Because what they did is they had to dig down the side of, like, literally giant workforce of people and trucks and stuff. Because for some reason, they couldn't just pull him out. I guess he was injured or something. But he died after four days. They couldn't get him out in time. But, yeah, he was five years old, so he was very small.
1: Five years old? Yeah. Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah, fell on the family well.
1: Oh, the family well. It's oh. pretty pretty brutal. That's brutal. You that think is horrible.
0: That little five-year-old, terrified, stuck at the bottom of a dark well for, for four days. days. With loud noises of machinery and stuff going on, injured.
1: And then after four days, he just can't... He he unfortunately passes. Crazy. Like, what would have been... Like, obviously, it's really sad what happened, but it would have been even sadder if they got there, like, as he was... At least they didn't get there as he was passing, if you know what I mean.
0: I think they weren't far off getting him out. Oh, that makes (laughs) it even worse. Yeah, it does. Well,
1: thoughts are with that family who unfortunately lost their little five-year-old down the family well as well.
0: The family well. Yeah. They're probably going to be getting a new well.
1: They'll probably just destroy it. Yeah. If I were that family, I would get rid of that well.
0: Probably I would as well. But let's move on to some uh, less... Yes, let's move on
1: to less depressing stuff about five-year-olds and footballers. Let's move on to something funny. So
0: now we have something which I I personally find very funny, but there was a man in his 80s in England, and he was arrested for driving without his licence, which he had never actually earned, but he had been driving for 70-plus years with no licence, and he had never been caught once. My guy. I don't know. How would you do that? How would you get away with that? So insane. It took him this long to get caught. And with, like, the, the speed of the... Cameras and stuff that the police have developed, they can just take a picture of your number plate, it runs it through a system, and it tells you everything about the car. Yeah. How the bloody hell has he not been caught?
1: How has he not been caught up until now?
0: <laughs> I mean, he must be a safe driver because he's made it to his 80s and he's yeah, been driving 70
1: that plus now. years of no license. He's got to be. It's crazy. He's got to be a con man.
0: I'm talking your driving license. I actually got mine. (laughs) Yeah, I passed. Oh uh, yeah, Jack actually got his
1: driving license as well. Yeah, yeah. So now you can kill people on the roads. Great.
0: (laughs) You better stay indoors, people.
1: Yeah, stay indoors. Otherwise, you're gonna
0: hear beep beep, and then that's and then you're dead. Oh, to be fair, my car is a Citroen C1, and it has the best beep ever. It sounds so angry. It's so funny. It's like this little tiny car, and just goes like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So hide your kids and hide your wife because otherwise Jack will hit them with a car.
0: Okay, so on to our last bit of news now. Uh, So this is something which is quite good for science. And in England, again, not biased at all, uh, at a site near Oxford, there were researchers who have been working on nuclear fusion reactors. So uh, do you you know what fusion is?
1: Yeah, kind of. But could you give us all the reminder for the dumb people in the room?
0: Not you though, right? Yeah. (laughs) So fusion is the process which happens on a star, so it's like basically little tiny molecules of uh, elements, I guess, like little elements of uh, gas, mainly hydrogen, the very small ones, get smashed together at such high velocities. They actually bind and form a new larger atom. It can only be done under like insanely strong uh, energy and heat conditions. And it's very, very hard for us to replicate. But they managed it for, well, they've done it before, but they've done it today or well, recently with much more efficiency they produced 59 megajoules of sustained energy from a relatively stable reactor, which is double the previous record of energy produced from one. Jeez! So a lot of people, me included, believe that fusion might be the main way to harness energy in the future, uh, because it's just, like, it seems to have so much potential. I mean, our entire solar system runs off one big fusion reactor in the sky. So, Mm. yeah. If we can make even something vaguely as... uh, Powerful as that, it would be incredible. But I mean, we're we're still a long way off because I, I believe you need ultra powerful magnets to actually contain it, and it's just too unstable to keep it sustained. Uh, but yeah, so we're a long way off. But yeah, it's I'm a good say, start Probably
1: throwing a giant magnet into the mix probably wouldn't help it right now.
0: No, but then if we don't do that, I'm pretty sure like loads of shit burns. So so it's watching the world burn or a giant magnet. Seems like some good options. Just ditch the magnet and just watch the world burn. I don't. I quite like the sound of a magnet. Because you think everyone with, like, metal, like, transplants and, like, in their bones, like, holding them together, they would just get stuck to it. Can you imagine?
1: That would be funny, <laughs> to be fair. you just see loads of wheelchairs flying in the air. <laughs> My, uncle be be <laughs> My uncle would be
0: screwed. My uncle would be screwed. They're, They'd do NBA in the sky.
1: <laughs> you just see LeBron James shooting three-pointers. <laughs> Stephen Curry recreating his iconic picture.
0: <laughs> but, in fact, he mean to like drop it from above and just watch it <laughs> fall down yeah uh, he, the thing is though he could
1: drop it from above and still get it in oh definitely still get it in. yeah he, he's insane he is insane
0: oh okay en- enough people uh, yeah. getting stuck to the ceiling yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah enough <laughs> about metallic people and getting stuck to the ceiling
0: yeah we're gonna move on to uh the bulk of today's episode which as i mentioned was to do with mental health and of course within that comes like suicides and some pretty sensitive topics so if you are sensitive to that kind of stuff and you don't feel like you want to listen now is the time to leave it's been nice but bye-bye and if you want to listen there's going to be some nice stuff at the end with some methods to deal with it cope with it some you know some personal experiences which we have had which will include some stuff of like what's helped us uh, and some things which you might be able to take away and help you as well and also you know the 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 shocking thing is the statistics which i will read out shortly So if you do want to hear how just massive the problem of mental health is, then stick around uh, for not very long. (laughs) Because I'm going to read it out in a moment.
1: Stick around for not very long. Yeah. (laughs) Good good, good way to entice the audience. Yeah. Stick around, but just not for that long. We don't really want to. Stay, but
0: only for a minute. Stay only for a minute, then go. Or you could stay for the supercuts at the end. Oh, please. There's going to be some good ones. It's (laughs) going to be me. So today I got most of my statistics from the National Office of Statistics, funny enough. So in the UK, there are approximately 67.2 million people. But the idea is that the number is somewhere between 65 and 68 million. And it depends on how many immigrants are staying in the country permanently as to what the actual figure is. But at the moment, it seems like the figure is about 67.2 million. It's insanely populated as well for our smaller places, but it's not about that. So in the UK... Suicide is the number one killer of men who are under the age of 45. I did not expect the number to be that big. That it was the number one killer of all males below 45. It's, that's scary.
1: Mm-hmm. It was very, very, very scary. Yes.
0: So the lowest suicide rates in the last few years, in most of my statistics here are for the UK, but the, the lowest suicide rates uh, in the UK in the last kind of couple of decades were actually, oddly enough, in the first coronavirus lockdown. Which is strange, because as I'll mention in a minute, there was a massive spike in mental health problems at the same time. So it was weird. It was like mental health went up, but suicides came down. But I wonder if it was because people were forced to be around people when they couldn't isolate themselves and maybe uh, bring themselves to those places where they they could end themselves. I'm not too sure.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's probably why, because where everyone was kind of forced inside, it's like... You're kind of forced to talk to someone. So like, if you're feeling off, someone's going to see it. You're all going through a similar thing. You can deal with it together by just, you know, being idiots and, like, I don't know, dancing on the sofa and <laughs> yeah. having naked tea parties. I don't know what people <laughs> like to do in their spare time. But yeah, it, it was almost like you're forced around someone. Mm. So you're forced to go, hey, like, this is crap. Let's do something to get over it but um unfortunately a lot of people don't have that so
0: yeah the people that were on their own were probably the people that suffered the most yeah.
1: and people get like that anyway yeah. because i'm at because this is a very very rare occasion but i'm actually able to help with this episode Yay! yeah i'm actually able to help and not just be a twat <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no yeah i can actually help out with this one and yeah it was there's no other real way to put it but it's fucked
0: yeah But the the only other reason I could think of perhaps people uh, killing themselves less was to do with the fact that they didn't have to work or they were on furlough. So they didn't have nearly as much stress from that aspect of their life. Mm -hmm. And perhaps it just made them feel like they were more able to deal with everything.
1: Yeah, that actually could kind of that's actually a good reason as well. Like Obviously, because working for a lot of people is very stressful. Usually, they don't like the job they're in. They want to go home the minute they get there, and it just causes stress in your body. Yeah, makes you want to just be like...
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do some uh, pretty nasty things to your brain, but we'll yeah. move on to that. Uh, so, suicide rates in England are actually about three times higher in men than they are in women. Mm-hmm. So, that means that three quarters of suicides are men. And that is kind of crazy when you consider actually on. I know it's only a little bit more, but there are by about a percentage more women than there are men on the planet. Yeah. And yet the men make up the vast majority of suicides. It it, it makes you realize that perhaps these men are feeling unable to speak. Yeah. And I think that's a big problem for a lot of people. I've
1: done a lot of research, kind of, well, not research, but like I've kind of seen stuff floating around about like why it's men more that actually end their own lives. And it's usually because going back to kind of stereotypical, like, roles, if you get what I mean. So, it's like, in if a woman's going through something, it's like, we'll make her feel better, we'll give her flowers, take her out, do something. But if a bloke's going through something, it's like, stop being a pussy, you're a man, deal with it.
0: And that's how most people feel, most men feel, at yeah. least.
1: And unfortunately, as well, like, today, there's still a lot of people out there that are like that. Mm. It's like if you're a man, you just kind of got to deal with it. You got to do this. But then if there's a girl crying, it's like, oh, what's wrong? How can we help you? Yeah. It's like if a man's crying, he's a pussy, but he's going through stuff that you couldn't even imagine.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like that's actually one of the things that the younger generation has done very well. I, I don't think there's many good things that the younger generation, our generation has done, but that is one of them. They have made men much more able to talk, or at least they've put that in place for them. A lot of men, like we were saying, still feel like they can't, and I can understand why. I can totally get that. But there are people here to listen. I, I would always be here for my friends. I'll always yeah. be here for my family. And same you know, here. if anyone listens and wants to talk to anyone, you can message the Instagram account on pod, for the podcast, or send us an email, and I will be happy to talk to you about anything you need to talk about.
1: Yeah, same. Here. Let us know. We're always here to help. Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, I, th- I think it's. For me, uh, at least when I was struggling with some mental health stuff, talking to people was the biggest thing that helped me. Uh, Definitely, like the way that I was speaking to, I was speaking to like a counsellor, and the the way they explained it to me was, you're carrying around like this massive heavy sack of bricks, and it's weighing you down. And every time you talk to someone, you give them one brick, and that one brick doesn't slow them down because it's only one, but it takes a little bit of weight off of you. So by the time you've talked to like five people you've load, like lessened your weight loads and haven't really hindered any of these other people so talking to people is really for me at least the best way to go forwards whether that's someone you just like personally or like a professional help it's important
1: yeah talking to people is definitely one of the best ways to get it like off of your chest because we went oh, we were just talking about like how like stereotypical roles right I actually remember seeing something on Instagram about this the other day that really annoyed me, or a few like months ago that really annoyed me, and it was like, oh, if you have to speak to more than three people about a problem, you're not sad, you're just attention-seeking, and stuff like that really annoys me. Because it's just it's, not true. It's just not true. At the end of the day, no matter what anyone says, if people are there for you and they really care, they'll listen. Mm. It doesn't matter how many people you have to tell, whether that's one or 50. Everyone who's like, oh, you're just attention seeking. If you tell more than three people, I'm sorry, but those people have no idea what people Mm. actually go through.
0: I mean, sure. Occasionally you're going to find the odd person in your life that is an attention seeker. But the vast majority of times people just aren't, people don't want to hinder you. That's why they don't want to speak to you in the first place.
1: Exactly. That's why people don't want to speak to you. That's why people don't talk up, because they yeah. don't want to hinder it, everyone else, because they know the minute they open their mouths, they feel like they're bringing everyone else down around them. Mm. That's why people don't actually speak up about this stuff, and yeah. then it just makes you feel even worse, and you just keep going and going and going until it gets to the point where you're like, I'm, I'm done.
0: Yes, yeah, a traditional thing, of uh, at least in the UK, I don't know if you guys in the US or whatever refer to it as the same thing, but we call it like bottling up your emotions. So it's like you put all your thoughts into a bottle, and eventually, like the bottle will burst if you don't like let some of the emotions out. Yeah. And so letting the emotions out is really important. Uh, but shall we move on to some more mental health statistics?
1: Yeah, move on to more mental health statistics. Let's, let's hear these things.
0: So, in a, oh, shout out to my mum by the way. She got me some statistics. Thank Hi, you. Jack's mum. Thank you, mum. Hello. <laughs> A 2021 survey of children and young people's mental health found that 17.4% of children aged six to 16 had a probably had like a mental disorder in 2021. So 17.4%. I I would think it's quite high. That's probably that's what just yeah. over one in one in five, one in six.
1: Yeah, that is very high. That is high.
0: Yeah. So you, you think in your classroom you might have 30 people and at least at least five of them probably have something going on. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, at least. A it's like a very big number.
1: A proper mental disorder, or like something with emotions.
0: Just like depression, just feeling down, like really yeah, down. Yeah. Just
1: feeling down. Yeah.
0: Seventeen point four percent is up eleven point six percent. No, sorry, I said that completely wrong. It's not up eleven point six percent. It's up from eleven point six percent in 2017. So that's that's over a five percent increase. Jesus. Uh, and that that is just in four years. So I I wonder if perhaps uh, coronavirus probably did have a, a role to play in that, because obviously yeah. that that became around really in 2020, ma- mainly. Yeah,
1: I'd say the virus definitely had a massive role to play, because everyone was used to going out and like doing whatever they wanted, and now you're forced in your house not being able to go out. It sends you mad. Mm. You're like, I'm stuck with the same people doing the same things over and over and over again. All I can do is eat, go to the toilet, sleep, do this, do that, and it just sends you on a vicious cycle.
0: Yeah, and I mean lockdown affected me in a different way and I will talk about it later but it wasn't the way of like being stuck indoors drove me insane I actually quite liked being stuck indoors and having nothing to do
1: I yeah it kind of helped me as well like it was a bit of both for me it sent me a bit of stir crazy but then it also that's when I kind of got my arse in gear and I was like yeah screw me and this guy I'm transforming now
0: yeah you did a lot of exercise in that time yeah
1: but that's one thing that kind of saved my life if I wasn't sitting on my butt doing nothing i was pretty much exercising and that was it yeah just getting out there changing myself for the better and now i'm there so
0: it's a great outlet as well
1: it is a very great outlet yeah
0: yeah you can take out a lot of uh aggression and negative emotions yeah definitely especially when you're like doing something really intense like a really long run or you're like some really heavy lifting or yeah. something like that it's it's good
1: because when you do it you're like let's
0: go yeah exactly you're letting out a lot of negative feelings and you're left with some of the better ones hopefully because you also get like the the chemical releases like endorphins and stuff which do help
1: yeah they do help yeah but probably enough about lifting weights let's move on to the <laughs> yeah. statistic
0: so among those aged seventeen to nineteen so our age range at the moment yes only ten point one percent had a probable mental disorder in 2017 but by twenty twenty one that had rose to seventeen point four so, you know, that that's like a 7% increase. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. 7.3%.
1: That is, that's a lot of statistics. That is a big raise.
0: You know, it's not far off double, really. No, when you not, look at it, it's 70% yeah, more.
1: Not far off double, no. There is one thing, though, that like, especially I want to say. I feel like, um this is probably, again, going to be a little bit controversial, but it's something I've kind of seen. How everything nowadays, especially for the younger generations, kind of becoming like a trend. So I hate it. I hate that. So it's like I've actually sometimes seen some examples of like everyone with apparently all these disorders. And it's like, do you really have that? Or are you just like trying to make it a trend? Mm. Like the fact that people make mental stuff sometimes seem like a trend,
0: something they want that
1: annoys me. It's like as an autistic guy myself, because I was born from day one. I had autism. I have it. Seeing stuff like that. It annoys me because it's like, if you're if you're seriously telling me you're trying to make this stuff a trend, let's put you in someone else's position and let's see how you cope with it for five minutes. Mm. Let's see you cope with it.
0: Riley knows from experience that it's not something that you want.
1: No, it's, it's not something that you want. It's really not. It's something that doesn't help most of the time. From my experience, especially right now, it's something... I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. Fuck it. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be honest. It makes you feel like utter shit. You can't do half the things that you want to do because you're too scared. You're too nervous. You don't know how to do so that like you don't know how to do things that most other people would usually know how to do. And I beg that everyone or anyone who thinks it's funny to seriously take the piss out of it, or people who have no idea what it's like, I beg someone like you gets it. And I seriously, seriously beg that you spend 15 minutes alone with it and see how difficult it really is. I I just really do beg people like that get it because I think it would be bloody brilliant to see them in that situation and see them not be able to cope with it and then realise oh wait this is serious.
0: Yeah, I think it's important definitely that people stop looking at these things as something they want. Yeah. Because like, you know you just talked all about it. And I don't need to say it again. But you know it's not not something that's desirable.
1: No, it's not something that's desirable.
0: You know, we, we've seen now that there's a sharp rise in mental health problems between 2017 and 2021. You know, the coronavirus probably played a part in that. I wonder if perhaps just people not being able to socialise, not going outside, all of that kind of crap have played roles in it, I expect. Yeah,
1: that all has a big role in it, yeah, because like like we said, especially going from going out with your mates, getting food, playing football, playing touch button in the basement, whatever you want to do with your mates, but then you're suddenly forced inside stuck over voice message and not being able to do anything you can't touch mm. each other's butts anymore it's like <laughs> uh, what, what, what do yeah, i do now
0: yeah i like to think that our friend group probably did okay through lockdown because yeah, definitely.
1: we definitely saved each other during lockdown
0: definitely. yeah definitely we, we had a very tight uh, friend group of four of us so me riley rudy and then our friend harry uh, and we played a lot of, like, video games together pretty much constantly. And we, we would be in, like, voice chats all the time. So, basically, yeah. if any of us wanted to talk about anything, it was, like, a safe place.
1: Yeah. It was literally just us for being spanners in a group chat. And it was the funniest thing we've ever
0: done. <laughs> it was great.
1: Because if there's one thing we are, it's spanners. Also extremely mentally damaged, but also spanners.
0: <laughs> we are good at it, to be fair. We are good at being stupid.
1: Oh, I was actually just going to say, are we good at being stupid or damaged? Which one? <laughs>
0: Probably both. Yeah, probably both.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was depressing. Let's move on. Okay, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this time, from the Office for National Statistics again, they found that the number of moderate or severe depressive symptoms, so moving away from general mental health and more specifically to depression now. uh, So depressive symptoms among adults in Great Britain rose after the start of this pandemic, which follows the trend that we've been talking about. Uh, between July 2019 and March 2020, so that kind of first uh, lockdown period. Oh no, sorry, that was before the first lockdown period. I got that got completely wrong. March was when we went into lockdown. Uh, 10% of adults had depressive symptoms. But by June 2020, so just three months into lockdown, it had rose to 19%. So it had virtually doubled. Jesus. So by June 2020, 19%. And by, 20, uh, by January uh, to March 2021, so the next year, it rose and a further two percent to twenty one percent this time Jesus so in in just a year it you know increased by a hundred and ten percent that's it's scary
1: that is very scary, yeah. But I can understand it though being forced inside does things mm. to a man like this is a little bit off topic, but look at like prisons and that look how many people come out and reoffend because they've been locked inside for so long, they don't know how to adjust
0: can't adjust back to normal uh, no, social life.
1: society yeah you almost get stuck inside so long you walk outside and you're like what do i do now
0: yeah you don't know how to be a human being anymore Yeah,
1: and especially for someone who had like a mental disorder anyway like someone like me who struggles very socially anyway because of a mental disorder you can't control to step outside after being forced inside like a prison you're like what do i do now what do i do how do i talk to people again Mm. Like I find going up to someone and saying hi difficult after meeting them for a day, let alone being stuck inside for a month, or like multiple months,
0: multiple years in many cases, multiple
1: years in many cases, yes. And going up to someone and be like, "Where am I?" <laughs> like it's it's difficult.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: it's difficult, and I can see why adults as well, because it was adults at the stat, right. I'm not being a retard here. It was yeah,
0: yeah, the, the second part was adults. The first bit where yeah. I was talking about, like, 17.4% yeah. or of whatever, of that that was yeah, children.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, children, yeah. Like, it's difficult. It really is, and it's, it's not surprising seeing the sharp rise. Because, especially as, like, an adult as well, when you've got so many responsibilities, if you have kids, you have a job, you have chores, you have to cook dinner, you have to shove your dog in the washing machine. I, 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 I don't know. but <laughs> I don't know what adults these days do, but you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's a lot to deal with and it's just, it can get too much and your brain just goes, all right, stop, screw this. Big sad. That's yeah. what you are now.
0: And I, I just feel like, you know, the people that were at home with their families obviously had it a lot better.
1: Oh yeah, the people that were at home with their families, a lot better. Because even though you drive each other off the bloody wall you've always got people to talk to but people that were on their own or might not have as good family relationships who are going through hard times with their family it was even harder
0: and especially if they're like an older generation so like you know we like us us four even if we didn't live at home with our family still we'd still have each other we would still have each other because we would have been playing on those video games still every day whether we were at home alone regardless so we would have still had people to talk to but the people that wouldn't have that would have really really found it hard i imagine
1: really suffered yeah, yeah. Like the old, like like you said, the older generation specifically, like near grandparents and like aging adults is the best way to put it. Really, yeah, like adults that are near the aging side of life, aging side of life. what a good way to describe old people? Just say old people. We age our whole lives. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) We do age our whole life. Why can not I just say older people? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know either. (laughs) See, this is why we are Spanners, because I say stuff like this. True. I don't just go old people. I go aging people.
0: (laughs) Which summarizes the entire... summarizes human existence. (laughs) We
1: all age.
0: Okay, so to summarize how common these mental health problems are, one in four people will experience a mental health problem at some kind every year not in their lifetime every year in england so out of our our four friends one of us every year at least is going to experience something yep statistically so one in six people report experiencing a common mental health problem so such as anxiety depression you know like like the the ones you see more commonly yeah in any given week so six people one in six every week that's
1: that's mental it's terrifying really it's very it's, it's terrifying yeah I mean, like we kind of said, like, people take... Like, we all make jokes, let's be honest. Like, we've all had a little joke at, like... A little anxiety joke or a little depression
0: joke. But we take the piss all the time, yeah. but not, never to anyone that's actually suffering.
1: No. And as well, like... It's different. Like, that is scary. It's it terrifying. just shows how common it actually is and how many people you might not know that are going through stuff like this. Mm. That's why I strongly believe in, like... In all seriousness, with me, I strongly believe in just being nice to everyone because you never know what someone's going through. Yeah. And eventually, if you're nice enough, that person will realise maybe they were there for me the whole time and they will be nicer to you.
0: They might even open up and give you one of their little bricks and help help relieve the pressure they're under as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, to me, there's kind of nothing more satisfying. Like, I say it a lot here, but especially suffering with mental disorders from birth and, like, anxiety and shit myself it's like always helping someone is one of the best things to do because you feel like I've given someone a help even if it's one of your mates and they're not feeling the best and you're like stop being miserable what's up or even if it's someone completely random and you're just like why are you sad stop crying come here let me embrace you you know like it's one of those things where if you help someone you just you just feel a lot better
0: And if you're on the other side of of that as well, and you're the person that is feeling crap and and you feel like you're alone and someone, maybe you might not even expect them to, but someone reaches their hand out to you and like offers you help, that can feel so incredibly good as well. This
1: is one of the things I've kind of experienced as well, definitely with brilliant people from the past. I ain't going to name any names, but like the people out there kind of know who they are. When I almost see it as almost like a bit of glass where it's like, you can bottle all of it up and fake being happy as much as you want but the minute someone you know or don't know goes are you alright it's like someone just dropped that glass and it's just shattered and all you want to do is just burst out crying the niagara falls yeah because you just finally feel like someone's realized yeah and that's why like the people out there like that especially like the, the personal experiences i've had where people have helped me especially in really stressful stressful situations for me I just thank so much and I kind of regret like not being able to say thank you properly because mm. those people don't know how much they end up meaning to you because not in like you know like a oh lovey-dovey I want to get married and fuck on a beach type thing but yeah it's like at least just knowing that they're there for you and because one of the things you always feel is, especially people who go through it, they always feel like they're burdening someone with it. That's the main thing. You're never burdening mm, anyone, yeah. especially someone who really cares, like a best mate, a brother, a, a random person who you meet and become friends with. Like, it's one of those things where they care enough, they'll help you, no matter what. Oh, for sure. Like, I know, like, me and Jack sat here at this table right now, say hello, Jack. Hello. Exactly. They know you're there now. It's one of those things where we both, I don't give a hell if you have to speak to me 50 times. I will sit down with you and discuss with you everything I can to make you feel better. And even this is why I like to play the clown. I like to be an idiot. I like to be retarded. One, because I am. And two, <laughs> because, it, because it makes people laugh. And laughter's the best medicine. If someone, Absolutely. If someone's sad and I just go like... And it makes them laugh, then... It it makes everyone feel the hell of a lot better. Yeah, that's why I am the clown. I like to be a clown.
0: Yeah, I mean, being made. Oh god, he's, he's squeaking his hunger. So I mean, definitely, when you're down and someone makes you laugh, it definitely feels good. Yeah, like the, yeah, the role of the the clown is often frowned upon, but it can be yeah, can be useful. <laughs> and
1: also as well, something I've seen it's the people that are depressed, have mental issues, have all that. Are usually the the clowns because they don't want people to feel like they felt.
0: Mm. So, every eight in ten, ten not every eight in ten. Bloody hell, that would be ridiculous. Every eight in a hundred people, sorry, in any given week, experience mixed anxiety and depression. Generalized anxiety, six in a hundred per week. PTSD, four in a hundred. Depression, three in a hundred. Severe, like unbeatable, unconquerable phobias, two in a hundred. OCD 1 in every 100 and panic disorder every 1 in 100. Those are some very big numbers. You know, 1% at the absolute lowest for those those conditions and the highest being 8%. Yeah. But that's just weekly, not yearly, monthly in a lifetime. Weekly. That's mental.
1: Yeah, that's mental. That is crazy. Again, it just highlights how common these things are and how quite frankly stupid people are that they just don't realize.
0: Mm. Now we're, we're going to move on to uh, some more statistics. Uh, this time, only a couple, but to do with like, suicide and ha- self-harm. Suicidal thoughts and self-harm like aren't mentally diagnosed, but they are related to mental health. So over the course of someone's lifetime, thankfully not a week, because if it was a week, this would be absurd. But over someone's lifetime, one in five have suicidal thoughts, like seriously can- contemplating ending their lives. 1 in 14 self-harm and 1 in 15 attempt suicide. So if you look at this, right? These people, it's probably... Like, these 1 in 14 that turns into 1 in 15, you know, there's probably only one of them that, like, stops self-harming and doesn't kill themselves. So if you know someone that self-harms, give them help, like, immediately. Yeah,
1: if you know someone that self-harms, I I don't care what you do if you have to drive 500 miles, if you have to walk 500 more, if you have to literally... Get off of the toilet with a shite stream coming out your bumhole. You crab walk over to their house and you smack them and you smack whatever it is out their hand and you go, stop it right now, let's have a conversation.
0: But let me wipe my bum first. (laughs) Let me wipe my bum first.
1: Preferably not with the knife you just had in your hand, but you know. um, I
0: mean, you could if you want, it would just be like a close shave. You you cut
1: your bumhole like a pizza, bro. I
0: don't know if you can cut a hole. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, <laughs> okay. yeah, but you cut
1: the inside of your bottle,
0: mate. Uh, okay, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on from that. So, let's... of these these one in fourteen that self harm, uh, like I was saying, only one will then not go and uh, try and uh, kill themselves.
1: Because self harming is bad enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, people people do sometimes try and harm themselves, with the same method, uh kill themselves. Sorry, with the same methods they use to self harm, like cutting, like the, the major yeah. arteries and stuff in their wrists. I believe hanging is uh, self-hanging is a very uh, common one. Oh,
1: that's very common. Sadly, yeah, that's very common. And again, we cannot reiterate enough: if you know someone who's self-harming or feeling any mental struggle at all, help them. I don't care who you are; you can help in some way. Because I know one example. um, It's going to sound probably like a bit of a crap example, but if you if you let me talk there was a YouTuber who talked about one of his friends didn't commit suicide just because he said hello to him every day. Because he actually said, hi, how are you? Wow. Because someone spoke to him, that kid didn't kill himself.
0: One person spoke to him for like, maybe a minute every day.
1: And he didn't saved kill their himself. Life. Saved his saved life. It's mental.
0: It shows how important it is to to keep in contact with these people.
1: Yeah, exactly. No matter how you feel, like if the person that's doing the that feeding the thoughts, especially keeping contact with these people, you will never, ever again, there's one specific person out there who helped me a hell of a lot. And I don't know if they will ever listen to this, but if they do, they know who they are. They helped me and told me so many times I'm never interrupting them. They're always there to help me mm. that if I need anything at any time, give them a message. And they are one of the best people I've ever met in my life.
0: They're important people to have. So try and be one of those people if if you uh, have any sort of ability to do so, which you do because you're a human being, so fucking do it. But uh, yeah, basically just, just be a good human. Don't be a twat.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is one of the things, I'm, I'm probably going to have to go on another rage tangent, do it. but this is one of the things that just annoys me with today's society, especially in like the younger generation in schools and that, like the bullying that goes on and the amount Terrific. of mental stuff it could put you through. Again, I don't want to make this all about me, but through personal experience, especially in my younger years, I was bullied quite badly by a select number of people, and they very much contributed to how I feel today. And you know what? It's just, is it so hard to just be a fucking decent human being? Is it so hard to not be an idiot and just be nice to people? How hard is it to go up to someone and go, oh, hi? How you doing? You know, you don't have to go up to them and take the mick because of their shoes, because of their height, because of their weight. It doesn't matter. Yes, we've all said jokes about it in the past, but face to face as human beings, let's just bloody get along. Can we? You don't know what someone's going through. If someone's contemplating suicide, and you pick on them every day for one thing, it's just going to help them. It's just going to make them think, you know what? You've given me what I've wanted. Thank you. I'm now getting off this crazy roller coaster of a life. And it is the worst bloody thing anyone can do. And anyone out there right now who bullies anyone, who thinks it's funny to take the piss out of anyone, I swear to God, I hope you get hit by a bus, really bad constipation, your dog rips your penis off, or I don't care who you are, if you are a bully, I hope you just get annihilated because you are the worst scum of the earth. Yeah. Seriously. And if there's anyone that you are bullying right now, if you are bullying someone, message them right now and go, yo, I'm sorry for everything I've done. If you're going for everything, I'm here for you and be a fucking decent human being for once. I don't get that about today's world. Whether you're a celebrity or a regular human being, just be fucking respectful. Maybe put others first for a change. It's not all about you. You're not the hard bloke for picking on people. You're not the hard bloke for going out there hanging around with all these girls thinking you're the coolest man out there. You're nothing but a twat. Be nice to people. It's not hard.
0: Bringing it back to what you said at the start as well, Riley. Uh, these people in, in secondary schools, I've always said to everyone that I've talked about this kind of thing, secondary school was the worst environment I've ever been in my yeah, life. secondary school was schools the worst environment. It was the absolute worst environment. The people there were vile. The teachers were useless. And the students were just, aside for a select few individuals, everyone was just vile. Yep.
1: That, and I feel like that's what a lot of people go through as well, because through personal experience, again, Lower years of school to secondary, I was sometimes quite badly bullied and it didn't help me at all. I was always just that weird kid in loads of people's eyes. Like, I tried to be myself when everyone basically said, ew, we don't want you here. But yeah, secondary school, I hated it. Everyone looks back on those years and say they're the best of your life. I hate hearing I, it. Hate I hear it from
0: man. everyone as well. Everyone's yeah. like, oh my god, secondary school was so good. No,
1: it wasn't. No. For, not for everyone. There are loads of people out there who I, I hope my secondary school burns down.
0: Oh, it's just horrible.
1: Because, like you said, teachers, they're useless. Absolutely bloody useless. Yeah, there was, was like one
0: or two good teachers out of like a giant staff board.
1: As well, dealing with bullying and stuff, they're useless. Like when I was getting really badly bullied in year seven, we soak to the school. What do they do? They stick me in all their classes. They move me to the lowest sets. I get a shite education and I just get it even more.
0: You get to put around these people. And I put
1: around those people. They don't know anything. We ain't going to name the school or anything, but you bloody know who you are. Yeah. It's despicable. You need to get better staff there and deal with bullying better.
0: It amazed me because the staff board was so huge. It was a, it was a pretty big school. I mean, it, it's a giant three-storey... Building,
1: yeah. It's massive. It's a three-storey building. It's the, f- yeah. Like, for a secondary school, I'd argue it's quite large.
0: Half of the city that we live in bloody goes there. It's massive. It's it's a very big secondary school. Yeah, yet, it's a huge secondary school. All it's like one these of the main staff, ones. All these people that could have done something and like they were just pointless.
1: Nothing. They were pretty much all useless. Yeah. Like apart from a select few who I loved.
0: But it was just it was very strange because college, uh, kind of the end of year eleven, so the end of secondary school and the, at college, everyone just seems to have grown up. Like there's a, there's still a few people. Don't get me wrong. There's still a few people that are still massive dickheads. They're still vile, but and they probably always will be. But it seems like towards the end of year 11, those people that I didn't like actually began to mature a little bit. Not all of them. Like
1: I didn't really see that from personal experience. I didn't. you really were around
0: different people to what I was as well, though. Yeah. Uh, the people in my classes. I didn't see that. A lot of them began to mature. And in college, I haven't really met any major dickheads. One or two. But I, you know, just like briefly, yeah. you know, like the people I've actually spoken to and, and got to know, they're all very nice people.
1: Yeah. Like, I didn't see that at all, to be perfectly honest. One, because we were around different people. I remember once in year 11, I think I was looking at where I was sat for an exam or something. And one of, I think another kid was behind me who just got there. And instead of like asking me to move or something, he just smacked me around the back of the head. And he was really? like, yeah.
0: No, honestly, like the secondary school, I almost said the name of it, was just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it was disgusting.
1: When I, I remember when that day ended, I hugged the teacher who was really sad I was going because bless her heart, she was crying and. Like, because me and her had gotten on well and all the teachers... Was said it I the was, English teacher? Yeah, yeah, it was the, Engli- the she English was media teacher. Yeah, she was lovely. She was a sweetheart. I remember she was crying her eyes out and I gave her a little hug and I literally just walked out the building and never looked back. And yeah. I am so bloody happy. The only way I'm going back there is if I go to hell and I'm in purgatory.
0: Yeah, It's a, something very strange, actually. You know, I started, I started doing jiu-jitsu. I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but it's actually in that school. It's not run by the school, so it's quite weird. Uh, you have to go like back through the corridors and everything. It's very odd, but <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Because uh, when I go, it's like late at night and no one's there, so it's
1: very good. My main English teacher, she was funny. She just didn't give a crap. She was funny.
0: Science teacher,
1: my class went through science teachers like it was literally like we never had a science teacher. Like for six months, we were just switching teachers, mm. easy because no one wanted to teach us.
0: Yeah, I, I year year ten maths was the exact same. We yeah. had such so unsettled. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I think remember once we made like a reputation. When one of the most feared teachers leave our room like multiple times because she couldn't handle us, and that was in year seven. Well, <laughs> that was in year seven. My class was just a bunch of dickheads. The
0: the people that were around you were definitely the, yeah. in my eyes the people that I liked the least.
1: Yeah, they were the like the least. Yeah. I just love it though. Like instead of helping me stop getting bullied, they stick me in the lowest sets with all those. I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Should Should we move on? Yes. Yeah, are you happy on. with moving on?
1: Yeah, I'm happy with moving on now. Yeah.
0: So reports from England and Wales suggest that approximately one in eight adults that have mental health problems are getting treatment. So seven out of eight are too afraid or don't want to speak up when or you get don't help. even
1: know how to. Like or don't yeah. know how. To. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's probably a, a kind of way of putting it. That's what I meant, but I just didn't think before I spoke as usual. Yeah. So, cause I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not getting any kind of treatment, which as we, I, I'm going to talk about in a minute, it's the most bloody important thing you can do. But the most common treatment uh, offered is psychiatric medication. So what has been lovingly nicknamed happy pills, hmm. which I think is, is the worst way to uh, yep. deal with the problem. I mean, I'm I'm not saying, not to give people happy pills because I, I believe if they are unable to feel any emotions other than sadness and neutrality, it's horrible, vile place to be. You don't want to be there. Fine. But give them something else. So many times have I seen someone's down, they've gone to the doctors and they've gone, oh, happy pills. And they haven't gone, how can we help you? Or do you need to speak to someone? They've just gone, Oh let take this medication. You shouldn't have to rely on on chemicals before you rely on people. Yeah. It's, it's it's something that I, I really annoys me and I hate it, but...
1: Do you want me to kind of take the reins again? Go for it, go for it. Uh, you've heard this a lot from me again today. It's, it's kind of, It might become my saying, but from personal experience, when I went to the doctors because cause I was feeling suicidal thoughts and I had been doing a little bit of the uh, the self-harm, I can't lie. I'm going to just have to reveal it to tell the story. I went to the doctors and... We did speak about it. To be fair, and the doctor said to me like, "There's always someone on the end of the phone." And um, but then we it all ended up really talking about like the happy pill stuff. And I don't like again. We're not. So if you need them to take them, that's that is fine. Yeah, I understand you needing to take them. But personally, that should be the last result. The last because result. yeah, absolutely. From many people I've seen online. And again, people are going to think, oh, why are you looking at, like, especially, like, YouTubers online? There are loads of YouTubers I've watched who have gone through the same thing. And especially one of them, um, a quote which I remember quite clearly is, you shouldn't have to rely on a tablet to make yourself feel happy.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You shouldn't rely on a little tablet. These, These people should be here for you. These trained professionals, the services are there. And all you lazy doctors have to do is instead of going here, have this prescription, you say, here, talk to these people. Talk
1: to these people, yes. Like... The doctor I did, he did give me some helplines and stuff. But he didn't and, uh, make you speak to them. No, he didn't He make... was like,
0: oh, if you want, you can talk to these people. Yeah, like, And that's true.
1: like the thing. I do feel like healthcare could do better, especially for people with mental disorders. It's like make them talk to someone, get them in touch with a therapist, a doctor. Because at the end of the day, this is someone as well. Like you can say, speak to your friends about it, but then you, you, you're going to get to the point where you feel like even your friends don't want to talk to you. You're just like, all I do is come here and make it depressing. They don't want to talk to me. So why would I do that when I don't want to? Mm-hmm. And that's when I was going through it and I didn't join the parties for a while. Because I just knew in my head... Yeah, you were gone for a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gone because I just I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Because I didn't want to be the guy that got in here, ruin the mood of the party, just because I couldn't play the usual clown role.
0: Looking at this now, it's like, please just... I wish that you had have come sooner. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said wish. it at the time, but I wish you had have yeah. just come sooner.
1: Looking back, I wish I'd come sooner as well.
0: So, you know, to to all of you people that might might be feeling these emotions, go and speak to someone. Like now. If you know they're suffering and they don't want to get help, make them speak to someone because even if they don't like you, at least they're not dead. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather someone hated my guts but be happy than be dead and were my friends.
1: And that's the thing that I think that loads of people kind of fail to realise it's like if you know someone's going through this stuff and you keep trying and trying and trying don't think fine I'll give up on you make them because they'll hate you for a little bit but then once they go through it and they hopefully and eventually I'm going to say eventually because if you're going through something you're going to get fucking through it eventually they'll look back on you they'll shake your hand give you a hug cry on your shoulder and go thank you for everything
0: thank you yeah thank you And if you don't have the balls to tell someone what they don't want to hear, but it's what they need to hear, then fuck you, you need to grow up. That at the end of the day,
1: if they didn't want to talk to you, they wouldn't be there. If they didn't care, they would have just faked it. However, there are people out there that genuinely care. People in your life are going to want to hear you. And again, we're saying this aggressively, but it's just something that annoys me personally. And I really, really, really hope that anyone out there who's going through this stuff like been through similar stuff as me or like you're still going on in your life you are not fucking alone there's someone out there who will listen to you whether it's an old friend you need to like talk to whether it's a family member your dog, your cat, your bloody parrot named Steve alright, <laughs> I don't care who it is you need to talk to someone and at, at the end of the day if they don't want to hear you, bin them off if they don't want to help you, bin them off.
0: Yeah, they need to grow the fuck up.
1: They need to grow up and you bin them off. Yeah. Because if they're not willing, if someone calls themselves your friend, your brother, or whatever, and they don't want to hear and they don't want to help you, they're not really a friend. No. They they don't care about Poser. you. Poser. It's one of those things where, at the end of the day, no matter how good of a friend you thought they were, if they don't want to help you with something as serious as this... They weren't Benhamoff. really your friend. They weren't really your friend. And again, going back to that one person who I spoke to, and you can probably infer who it is from the way I'm talking about them. I, I
0: have a fairly good idea. Yeah,
1: The person I was on about, like when I messaged them, even they were like, as I messaged them about the happy people stuff, they didn't just air me. They didn't ignore me. They gave me their personal preference, their personal experience. And, I, and they just were honest with me, and it helped me a lot. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's why the people out there like that are bloody good people.
0: So if you find these people, Keep hang them. on to them. Yeah, <laughs> They're like great people. I must
1: admit, I haven't spoken to them in a while, and I'm gonna message them soon and be like, "Yo, what's up? Long time no speak."
0: Mm, that's good.
1: Let's meet up and do some crazy shit or something, even though we'd never meet up, but you know,
0: <laughs> you know, it's just it's just keeping in contact, isn't it? Yeah, you know, just keeping in contact. Important. But yeah, should we, should we move on on again? We'll, we'll look at uh, we'll move away from being kind of more aggressive and down uh, and look at how you can help yourself. Yeah. First of all, I just want, just want to say these are some great places to go to uh, get some help uh, or just read up on ways to help yourself. It's you can go to mind.org.uk, youngminds.org.uk, dot Samaritan.org, suicide prevention, lifeline.org, papyrusuk.org, stop breathing, <laughs> oh, god. Stop oh, breathing, god. <laughs> what the fuck? That's the opposite Wait, of Jack! what you want to do, hold on, hold on. Jack, <laughs> oh, that's stop. not a helpline, <laughs> that's a death line. Oh my god, I'm that's so sorry. That's a suicide line, dude. Well, I, I meant to say org, not stop breathing. Stop <laughs> oh, that's terrible. You just rock up there, there's someone with a burlap sack to put over your head. That was the worst place oh. I could have made a mistake. Jack, 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 so Jack. So if Jack. you visit bro- stopbreedthink.org, or Stop Breathing, then they can give you online counselling. Yeah, so th- that's a really good one because they will counsel you online. So once again, I'll state it correctly, org. Yeah, that's good. Go. Yeah, don't stop breathing. You need to breathe. Yeah, ignore me. I'm yeah.
1: dumb. Number one thing to do in this situation is breathe.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, here's a little exercise. If you suffer from anxiety attacks, uh, that you know, I, I don't suffer from them personally, and I haven't in the past.
1: First thing you do is 50 squats, 10 burpees, and then you run 500 miles until you drop dead.
0: That's the Riley method. Yes. Uh, the, the more normal human being methods. Uh, it, it, you know, apparently, this is very good. Uh, I say apparently because, like I said, I haven't been able to try it myself. But I've heard this is very good from many people, and it's highly recommended by many major like mental health places. It's an exercise called grounding. And I suppose that anyone who suffers from anxiety that's had help probably would have heard of this before. But what you do is, the idea is you sit down and you name three things that you smell, that you hear, that you feel. And then you if you you can close your eyes and do that or you can then open them and then do three things you see as well. And what you want to do is after each step, you want to breathe in and out slowly, deep, like deep and slow, three times uh, uh, after each step. So you want to sit down, Breathe three times. Three things you smell, breathe, hear, breathe, feel, breathe, see. Breathe. Don't stop breathing. Yeah, do not (laughs) stop breathing. (laughs) breathing. uh,
1: (laughs) Notstopbreathing.org. Yeah, (laughs) notstopbreathing.org. Because like we say, the number one thing you need to do, whether you feel sad, happy, anything like that, please breathe. Because if you don't breathe, you will knock yourself out and it won't be a good thing. But I want to reiterate something as well that I feel like some people kind of don't really... Get with like the exercises and stuff is like once you do a breathing exercise to help with your panic attack, for example, that's never going to go away forever. I hate the people that they see you do it, you get upset again, and they're like, why? Like what's up with you? Just this
0: time? breathe, dude. It's gonna be fine. Just
1: breathe, dude. It's gonna be fine. Totally tubular. <sighs> my name's Kyle. And I hate to fuck dudes at the skate park, but no. Okay. It's right. well, no. Was I that don't... like
0: an actual alter ego that just came out? Then? No, no. Just... I, I, I just tried to. Do in you have person. schizophrenia as well? Yeah, split personality. I wouldn't
1: be surprised. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't be surprised, but that, <laughs> but, 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 but that's neither here nor there. That's what I feel like people don't understand with this stuff. Just because you feel it once doesn't mean it's like never going to go away. That's why getting help is so important because, again, my experience, I felt depressed once, it went away for a little bit, and then it came back twice as stronger the next time. And to be honest, I'm still kind of in that position now.
0: Yeah, I hear that a lot. It seems to come in waves to people. Yeah,
1: it's waves. It is waves. Some people call it like seasonal depression. And some people even get to the point now where around other people, they're happy, they're fine, they're making jokes... But on their own, they just don't know what to feel.
0: That that's how I was like when when I was really. That's down. what I'm like now. I I had some amazing days, like brilliant days. I'd be happy all day. I'd be with my friends. I'd do loads of cool stuff. Go home. Had would have had an amazing day. Be knackered. Go and sit on my bed. You know, go to go to go to sleep. Couldn't sleep. Felt crap. Yep. And like sometimes it wasn't even like I felt bad. It was just like didn't feel anything. It was weird. I, I, you know it, until you I think until you've been there you don't. Know what it no, feels like until
1: you're there, Until you've been there, sharp about it because you don't know what you've you've, you've been through.
0: It was, I, th- I think the feeling of feeling nothing was worse than the feeling of sadness. Really, it was
1: because that's something that me, especially like everyone's different. Obviously, some people like the way I saw it at first was I kind of saw it as like the way I'm distracting myself like with my sports, my gaming, my friends. People might see it as like running away from your problem. Depression from personal experience, mental health, autism, d- depression, sadness, suicidal thoughts, self-harm, is not one of those things that you can just stop, turn around and face. Not on your own.
0: I don't think it's running away. I think it's dealing with. Yeah. I, I think doing those things with those people that you like, you deal and those with it. things you enjoy...
1: It helps you deal with it.
0: Yeah, it, helps you, yeah. it, helps it helps you It move it, on. It,
1: it distracts you for a while. But anyone out there who's especially who thinks they're running away from it by doing all this stuff and think, right, it's time to turn around and face this thing on my own. Don't because you will lose. Depression is one of those battles or mental health is just one of those battles where if you're really struggling and you're on your own, you are never, ever, 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 ever going to be it. No, no matter how cool you think you are, how strong you think you are, how many women you've had sex with. It doesn't matter. So to everyone out there like, who are like that, like, oh, look at me. I've got big muscles. I can fight depression with my pinky finger. No, you can't. Again, it sounds really harsh, but people like that out there and just people who are like dickheads in general, like buddies and all that stuff, like if you get what I mean, I hope they get it because in a dark way, I hope they get it just to experience what it's really like.
0: I think it's incredibly humbling and awakening. Like you realize what these people, are. people like you, Riley, that have had to deal with these things for a very long period of their life. It. I still deal with it Yeah, now. exactly. Uh, it, it makes you... For someone like me, until you know, relatively recently, I hadn't had any major like problems with it. When when I had my experience, which I, I will talk about uh, in a minute, but when I had that, I felt, for these people, I just had a whole new foundation of respect and understanding that I just didn't have before. Yeah.
1: And then like, there's people out there who have suffered with it their whole lives and are going through it right now. And it's every day? Like, yeah, every day.
0: I think one of the saddest conversations I've ever had with someone was... Uh, someone that said that when they feel happy they know that they're going to feel sad again soon so then they try not to be happy because they don't want to feel sad
1: yeah that is fucked that is fucked and that is what a lot of people have gone through
0: that is that's the worst imagine feeling like that
1: yeah you don't for for
0: anyone that hasn't felt like that before imagine not wanting to be happy because you know it's going to make you sad after you
1: know it's going to be sad yeah like that's what happens with everyone they get they do all this stuff to distract themselves only to then get back and realise how shit they feel. And it makes you not want to be happy because you just think, that's it. and Now I'm sad again, and what? And it goes in stages as well. Like It'll even get to the point where with some people, they've been dealing with it for so long on their own because no one's come up and helped them. They're kind of just like, this is who I am. I'm just, I'm, I'm one bad day away.
0: No, I think it's that, that feeling of acceptance of, that you, you can never have that. Yeah, I feel like as soon as you accept that th- 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 this is who you are, then that is who you are now. Yeah, you can never accept that. Your your mind works in weird ways. Yeah, you must feed yourself positivity, and you must feed yourself positive thoughts and affirmations, or else you will never. Uh, unless you're an extremely powerful person, you will never escape these things. I
1: wouldn't even say, even if you're an extremely powerful person.
0: I I mean, like mentally. Powerful. Yeah, mentally, Someone yeah. someone extremely mentally resistant. Uh, you know, you're you're going to suffer. You're going to. You have to tell yourself the things that you want to hear from other people because those other people, although they might be trying to help you, they might not know what you need to hear. Yeah. So you need to tell yourself those things sometimes, you know? Like, yeah. this is going to get better or I'm going to do this. This is going to be okay. You have to do it.
1: Again, though, from kind of personal experience, I do that nearly daily. I, I tell myself things that, like, I don't really think I'm going to hear and then after I hear them, I'm just like... I escaped my fantasy world in my brain and then I'm just now what? Mm. Like I could sit here right now, say like, yeah, it's gonna get better, it's gonna be good, you do this, that, this, you'll go MMA tonight, you'll play basketball tomorrow morning, you'll do all this stuff, you'll get good. The minute you get home and then you just sat in the same old room, you just sit down, give it a few minutes and you're like, you're now just back to your your own way. Mm. Like it's 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 crazy. You just you don't know how to cope with it, and it kind of just gets to a point where you're just like, I've felt like this for so long. I don't really know how to feel any other way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, talking about how to boost your mental health, now I, I have a little a little sheet uh, which I found on the internet, which I think has some nice things on. Doesn't so say stop
1: breathing on it. Doesn't. It? Uh,
0: no, it doesn't actually. Okay, good. And that's the other sheet. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so um. Yeah, I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through the things it says on here, and then I think we should we should go into a bit of detail on them personally as well. Mm-hmm. And once I once I've gone through it once, so we have yes. number one is challenge thoughts. So if you have negative thoughts that come into your mind, learn how to overcome them and deal with them, right? Or at least attempt to, because attempting is where you have to start off, right? You're not going to be like pro at this straight away, so you have to learn, teach yourself methods of dealing with it. Yeah, and, you know, everyone probably has their own different coping mechanisms. I'm sure you do. I know I do and number two so you have to share things so not like physical things but your experiences your thoughts so it's a thing tell a yeah, friend well, tell a family like
1: when we say get a brick off your shoulder we don't literally mean lob a brick at someone's head because that will get you in prison yeah and, and and then you will get molested in the shower so please don't
0: <laughs> so work on yourself make sure that you take some time to work on your own well-being so basically take a bit of time out of your day to look do the things that you want to do and that make you happy right? So number, number four is set goals. So set goals that you want to achieve. And when you achieve those, don't just think, okay, cool. What's next? Think I've done this. I'm good. I've, I've done what I wanted to do. Now I need to be happy about what I've done and think about what I'm going to do next. Not just move straight onto the next thing and dismiss the fact that you've done it. I'm guilty of that. I do that quite a lot. Okay. So number five, healthy body is what it's labeled. as. I, I think there's a few of these that kind of go under the same uh, kind of region, but healthy body, Look after your body as well as your mind. Nutrition plays a, a large role within this. So I think a better way they they could have uh, labeled this would have been as nutrition or as diet because it basically what it's saying is don't eat fatty shit foods all the time because it's going to make you feel like a fat shit and you don't want to feel like a fat shit because you want to be happy. So kind of linking into this, number six, exercise. One that Riley tapped into massively and has done an absolutely awesome job with. One of the best physical transformations I've seen But exercise is is great for helping to boost your mood, increase your being and reduce your stress and anxiety. Number seven, manage stress. Take time learning some coping strategies that can help you overcome some of your your stresses. Relax is number eight. So kind of links into uh, work on yourself, I guess, because it's like relaxing. I mean, there's probably some minor differences, but yeah, you know, you get the gist. Number nine goes in the same thing as share things. Uh, It's talk to someone. Don't be afraid to talk to someone about any issues you might be experiencing. Make sure you seek the right advice. Number 10, the last one, is make sure that you get sufficient sleep. Something I think is very underrated. People need to get more sleep, me included.
1: Yeah, same, uh, I need to get more sleep as well. I, I I need to stop being fat and eating at like midnight and just go to bed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's just, especially when you're enjoying yourself in the evening, like playing some video games or whatever, it's just like... Oh, yeah, like, you, no good you
1: need fuel for those late-night gaming sessions. Exactly. You need fuel.
0: And your brain's like, sleep, I can't that?
1: game with my boys and be hungry. No, exactly. I, I'm not going to perform to my peak. <laughs>
0: Riley needs peak gaming performance. I need
1: peak gaming energy. Or
0: else he will not be a gamer. Okay, so... If we go back through this this list, I've kind of in my mind categorized it into three things. One is getting help. Two is kind of looking after your body. And three is uh, kind of setting the right goals in your life, and doing the right amount of work and work kind of what's it what's it called work life balance or whatever. Yeah, like work
1: life balance. Yeah, that's that's
0: the one. So if we kind of go into um, you know get, getting help for your your mentalness. I don't know if that was the best way to say it. but <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, sharing things. I'm going to share my story now with you guys. So uh, mine was kind of when we went back to college. Not after the first lockdown. I was fine after that. It was um, the second or third one. It was beginning of or kind of like May or April last year. Uh, and I, I came out of lockdown and just like basically my whole world went into like meltdown. I felt like crap. I was terrified of going anywhere. Every time I went anywhere, I sat there on my own trying not to cry. And it got to the point where in the evenings I didn't want food, which is very much unlike me. I'm a growing teenager. I ate a lot. I'm a fat bastard. And Same. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we got a eat, right? Yeah, we have to eat. Dude's got a week. Peak gaming fuel. Exactly. So, but it was getting to the point I didn't want to eat. Uh, I didn't want to do anything. Like, I didn't wasn't interested in playing video games. Uh, I wasn't interested in doing kickboxing or exercising, which I've always loved doing. I didn't want to work on like my college stuff. I didn't want to you know the only thing I really wanted to do was sit on my own and feel sorry for myself which as we've discussed not a good place to be one night I actually broke down and it kind of gave it away <laughs> I was not feeling good spoke to my my mum and dad's uh got some help through the college I spoke to my friends uh, and then the college counseling was actually really amazing without them I would probably not have felt as good straight away But uh, there was this amazing lady. Uh, She wasn't even the official counsellor. I was actually in in the queue for counselling because it kind of fell at the wrong time of year for counselling busyness because year two students were suffering from stress with A-levels and they were getting like official counselling help with that, a lot of them. But I actually had someone in like the just normal kind of base level counselling team, not like a professional counsellor or whatever. But she would basically come and I'd go and see her on a Tuesday break time and I would just go and chat with her about stuff. It could be stuff I was feeling sad about or just stuff in general and she helped me massively. Her name was Ruth. She was really lovely. So shout out, Ruth. <laughs> shout out, Ruth. But yeah, for, so for me, the the getting the counselling through the college was the best thing I possibly could have done. Um, it, it helped me, I, I you know, really, almost overnight, I saw improvements after speaking to the first kind of proper help people. Obviously, speaking to my friends and family helped but not as much as getting proper help, but yeah, it's some, something I, w- I would heavily recommend is getting proper, professional, official help.
1: Professional help is one of the best things you can get. Very important, yeah. Just make sure you choose your help wisely, though, because yeah. I spoke with someone who at the MMA gym I go to, one of my main partners, she talked to me about how she got help, and the therapist didn't actually do anything to help her. Mm. So it just, just make sure you choose wisely. Like, if you're going to go somewhere, make sure it's somewhere good. As you've just talked about your story, Jack, would you like to hear about mine or do you want to... Well, would you
0: like to share yours is probably a better question. I I know your story, but obviously the people that don't listen... I'll
1: share mine as I think it kind of shows like a different part of it. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. So, yeah, with my story of like mental health struggle, it's been a lot tougher and a lot harder as, again, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I was born with autism, specifically Asperger's syndrome. And basically, that just makes me, like, a bit weirder than everyone else. Like, my social skills are pretty much non-existent. I get nervous about literally everything. Like, even now, my palms are sweating up, and you just don't feel like you're doing the right thing all the time. You don't know how to do certain things other people would usually do. Basically, it just makes you feel like a sack of shit. And throughout my school life, I was the weird kid. I was quite and sometimes I was quite badly like harassed for it by other kids they would always make jokes and I don't mind the occasional joke but then it goes too far and gets very repetitive and it makes you think oh and that's something I learned very quickly about the saying sticks and stones will break my bones but words will never hurt me that is the most bullshit saying I've ever heard in my life yeah sticks and stones may break your bones but words will never hurt you bullshit words hurt you more than sticks and stones
0: Yeah, I mean, as a friend of Riley for quite a long time, I can tell you for sure that Riley can take a joke. He can take some serious stick.
1: I take serious stick.
0: But sometimes it goes too far, I think. But yeah, yeah, carry on.
1: It's either just repetitive or it just goes too far. And that was through quite a lot of my school life. I was bullied quite a bit. And especially when we were talking about secondary school, year seven was an awful year for me. I remember once I literally was in my garden I curled up in a ball and just started crying my eyes out because I didn't, and it was raining. I was outside in the rain in a shorts and t-shirt just crying my eyes out because I didn't want to go back inside.
0: Hmm.
1: And it just, it really got me that day. And my mum and dad all the time were like, don't go to school the next day. And I always went in because I wasn't going to let those pricks keep me down.
0: I think that's important. Yeah, I think that's, I, that's a I really just resisted.
1: I tried to, and then I just got to the point where it eased up for a little bit but then it just it just came back near the end of year 11 like i said um when i was like looking where i was for an exam or something i just randomly got smacked on the back of the head for no reason and i was like oh, okay cool thank you that was kind of like a lot of my school life and and then for me personally with i'm not going to get into personal personal but a lot of family issues and especially recently which a massive family issue kind of got me to where I am now. Let's just say a lot of trust has been broken, and that's kind of like my story, and now I'm just in a Like, it's kind of hard to explain, because the school life, a bit difficult, essentially. Didn't really know what to do in school. Like, I just... The school didn't help me at all. School life was shite. I'll never look back on those years and think I enjoyed that. I'll always hate those years. And then, recently when I kind of went into a bit of a depressive spell, made worse by family issues that still haven't really been resolved. And even now, like, I'm up at late at night, like you were, Jack, like, sometimes just crying because I just don't know what to do.
0: Because
1: mm. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. That's why I always have headphones in, because I just drown out the thoughts, and that doesn't help. It doesn't help. They're still there, no matter what. Yeah. You still feel like utter shit, and no matter how many exercises I do, it doesn't help. I've tried so many stuff, to, so much stuff to help me. Mm. And it's fucking bollocks. All of it doesn't work for me. I try. like, And many people out there would as well. Because it's so hard to say this about like yourself and not feel really self-centered. But you just try so much and you find it just never works. No matter what you do, put your mind on so much stuff. doesn't work. And it just makes you feel like shit because you're like, I'm trying everything I can, doing whatever it takes. Doing stuff I've never done before. And it doesn't fucking help me. Again, a more personal thing, like the work environment I was in when I was went to work. People there were lovely. I could not hack with it. I would just, my autism would act up. And this is one an example of it. It acted up, made me tear up, and I just couldn't do it. And it makes you feel fucking useless. Because you're like, if everyone else can do it, why can't I? No matter how much you try to resist it, it just doesn't happen. And... It makes you feel useless, makes you feel like a waster. And that's the worst thing to feel like, that you're a waster. Imagine waking up and then just thinking, I'm a fucking waster. That's what happens quite a lot of the time, especially like personally with me, because I'm just like, I can't do that. No matter how much I try, I just, I just tear up. I can't do it. What's the point? And then you just, you just got to fight every day. It's a war going on in your mind that literally no one knows what to do. That's why everyone who claims to have been there, and they haven't, and you you know you're deliberately lying, stop lying, grab those lies, shove them down your throat, and never open your mouth again. Because you're the type of people I beg get it, and I would relish in seeing you suffer with it for five minutes. It's very dark, what I just said, but it's true. I'd love all those people out there to just get it.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's important for these people who don't understand. I think the experience would definitely help them to wrap their heads around it. Yeah.
1: If you don't know what you're going on about, essentially don't talk. And as well, like going back to what I said originally, it's like something I was thinking about before the podcast, I must admit, is like, why would I do this? Like, isn't it like when people that know you see this and think, oh, we're trying to get in a bit open now. Like, is he trying to get attention? It's like, it's not attention seeking. No. It's giving your own personal experience. And at the end of the day, mental health stuff, as we've discussed prior, it's dark and I'm sorry, but if you've listened all the way up to this point and you're now just getting offended by stuff you're hearing, you should have left ages ago.
0: Well, I, I think the people that would have made it to now probably wouldn't get offended yeah, by I know the, thing the we people that say.
1: now, but like, you know, there are there are people out there, aren't there? That's there are honest. some people aren't there. There are some people out there, yeah. Karen, looking at you. But um <laughs> But no. It's just one of those things. It's so hard to put it into words as well. Especially when you forget what I've just said. Attention seeking, that was it. Like, especially something like this where people think it's attention-seeking to talk about it on like a podcast and stuff if you think it's attention-seeking fuck off it's not attention it's seeking. not
0: at all uh, i think it's actually very brave yeah to to come on here and share something i know our, our experience our, sorry our experience our viewers uh, are only limited in number but yeah we're still people that you don't know that you're telling your story to and it's a very personal story at the end of the day. I think it shows great strength that you are able to come on here and talk about these things. Yeah. I think it's important uh, that people hear these, these kind of things as well because people might need to hear these kind of things. Need to hear it, yeah. And it might help you to get it off your chest and as this well, is, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: this is one of the things as well that... Because um, we talked about different stages of like depression and stuff. And right now, personally... I agree to do this very easily because I'm kind of at the stage right now where it's just like, you felt like shit for a while now and you just don't really care anymore. Like, you don't really care if you tell someone and they're like, oh, you're attention-seeking. Like, you've just tried to be honest and if they're just like, "Mm, all right, cool, fair enough then.
0: I don't think that anyone that would listen to this would hear your story and say that you're attention-seeking. I I think that... Only the the types of people that would say that would be the types of people who we were around in secondary school that yeah. were, hadn't grown up yet. That hadn't grown up. They yet. hadn't actually like got to the age where they were able to mature for whatever reason no. because they're stupid. And as well,
1: that probably wouldn't help the fact we said we hated them all. That probably didn't help. It
0: probably didn't help. It, it probably, probably some negative help. feelings. No, but
1: yeah. But yeah, that's just like what it is with a lot of people. That's why they don't like open up and stuff. Like not because they're afraid of getting attention-seeking, but just because that they're afraid, you you just feel scared twenty-four-seven. You don't know how people are going to react, and it's almost like you're on a loop of insanity. Like you just feel yourself going further down this rabbit hole until the point where you're going to become the definition of insanity.
0: I, I we've said it before on this very podcast, but these people that are around you if you need to talk to someone about something, just talk to them. If they don't want to hear it, they're not worth being around you. I don't care how much you think of them. If they don't want to hear what you have to say and they don't want to help you, they are not worth keeping around. Yeah. Find someone that is there for you because I promise if someone listens to your shit and helps you out, they are worth having around.
1: Yeah. It is like that. But like someone that will listen to you as well, we don't mean someone who will, like, literally stop whatever the hell they're doing and running to you, like, if you're in a relationship and that happens and that's the best relationship to be in, like, obviously, because that kind of makes more sense.
0: Uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: But even if it's just someone over text message, over phone, in a PlayStation party, Xbox party, Discord call, anything, if they listen to you and they're there for you, like, you can say from your experience, you did that with me once, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're there for you, they're just there for you, and you, it's kind of a two-way, because they themselves, the person helping, needs to think, right, I'm there for this guy, no matter what, I'm there, and the person telling them needs to be like, I'm done with this, I need to get this off my chest, this is who I talk to. If they don't want it, then bin them off.
0: But uh, they're there Yeah, and, and if they're there to listen, don't worry about, oh, I don't want to overburden them, or I don't want to... You know, make them feel sad or whatever, because I promise if they feel like you're keeping something from them that's going to keep you down, they're going to feel even worse. They're going to feel even worse. If they genuinely think that they have been able to talk to that person, then that person is going to feel... So much better. They're going to feel good about themselves because they're like, well, I must be an okay human being because this guy trusts me. But also they're going to feel like, well, this guy... I'm going to help him or, you know, they're going to think, I'm going to try and get this guy help some way or you know, they want to, if they want to listen to your stuff, they want to help you as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, if it's they important. listen,
1: if they listen to you, it may take a while for you to realize it. But if they, if they listen to you, they really mean, they mean it.
0: So uh, if you're happy to move on a little bit, do you want to talk about the physical uh, side of mental health. I mean like trying to improve yourself.
1: Yeah, sure. We'll talk about the physical side.
0: Uh I mean for me I I didn't have any motivation to do it, but when I did do it, it did make me feel good. Riley's probably far better talk to you about this than I am, but uh you know, it's just trying to keep in, in shape, trying to eat relatively healthy and just doing a bit of exercise. You don't have to go like full fitness freak, but I did that. Riley did. <laughs> and I mean the results show.
1: Yeah, the results do show. I've definitely changed a lot and because when the lockdown happened and I was like, I saw everyone moaning, I kind of just got to myself like, right. Because this was kind of like before I had the massive like depression episode going on. And at that time, I just thought, right, everyone else is being a little bitch and eating all their food. I'm going to do something about this. So I got weights, I got my body and I just started exercising like it was no one's business. Oh, I, I did, yeah. uh, I burned a thousand calories a day. I ate really healthy. I did whatever I could every day. My mistake, this was minimal rest days. If you exercise and take a bloody rest day because fuck me, you need it. But um, yeah, I just exercise like a madman. It's one of the things that really helped me because everyone else was like, oh, I can't walk my dog in the favorite leafy part of the forest. I was here like,
0: Deadlifts, <laughs> but you, you were trying to make something of your time. At the yeah, end of I was the trying
1: day. to actually make something like productive of my time. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think as well seeing the people uh, being basically little bitches about it, being like oh, I'm going to sit here and eat all this food and do absolutely nothing because I've got no m- reason to do anything. I, th- I think seeing that makes you almost want to go like screw you. I'm going to do this. Yeah, like I'm going to do this. I mean, it, it did for me because this was before uh, like the first kind of couple of lockdowns was before I. would had my weird spell through that period i ate really healthy and worked out a lot i would actually go in in my garden because it was the summer months i'd go in the garden and i have my weights and i would do like a routine every day and i'd practice my kickboxing and you know do all of these things to keep busy and keep fit
1: yeah that's essentially what i would do minus like the mma side because i wasn't doing that then and that's just what i do i just lift weights like it was no one's business and i very very quickly got results Mm. because i was putting my mind to it Every day, I was doing like, like I said, I was burning a thousand plus calories a day, plus weights, eating healthily, and I just, I just lost so much weight, and I felt so much better in myself.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: And then even now, I'm still sticking to it, and I look and feel like physically, anyway, like I look better than ever. That's good. And it's yeah, good. I
0: feel like if you have the ability to look in the mirror. And look at what you've crafted and think, I'm proud of that, then that, that must be a massive morale boost.
1: Yeah. It's like, there's definitely still more work to do, but I'm happy of where I am right there's now. There's always more work to do. There's though, always more there? work. Yeah, there's always more work to do.
0: But if, if you can look in the mirror and be proud, then surely that makes you happy to some extent.
1: Yeah. And that's just one of the things as well that can kind of help you. It's like, sitting on your ass and moaning, eating food, getting fat, then complaining you look fat. That's your own bloody fault get out there and do something about it.
0: Yeah, doing, going through that, that kind of cycle, like you were saying, of like sitting there, eating food, getting fat and not liking being fat, it's your own fault. But that doesn't mean you can't do anything about it.
1: No, you can always change it. And that, and it yeah. surprisingly helps with the mental side of things as well. Because you look at it and you're like, oh, I actually am getting some results.
0: And if you sit there and you're, you're, you you realise that you're kind of going down this this kind of way of, getting fat and eating lots of food and not doing much then instead of accepting it and being like oh well i'll just eat this food because i want to have this chocolate bar now no put the chocolate bar back in the fridge right and just even if you don't go and do a workout just don't eat the chocolate bar yeah or eat like a little bit of it yeah. and have a little bit more tomorrow you or know?
1: replace it with something healthy
0: yeah yeah
1: like put the chocolate bar back in the fridge next to your bloody i don't know your dry-aged dog and grab a piece of broccoli Grab a grab a carrot, grab a chomp banana.
0: Chomp down on some fruit.
1: Yeah, chomp down on fruit, chomp down on some grapes, shove a strawberry up your bum for all I care. <laughs> Literally just eat something healthy.
0: If it fills you up and then it's good.
1: Yeah. Preferably putting it down your mouth that is not up your ass, but yeah, yeah filling the other yeah. Yeah. don't right. sit <laughs> <on> the <fruit.
0: laughs> Okay, so I think this is a this is a good time to talk about diet, definitely. Um yeah. but for, for me the amazingly what i thought was amazing sorry is how many things you can eat which have just like these little bits in them like vitamins and kind of like different chemicals and stuff which have different effects on you and they're like they are proven to by science and if you eat these things like just supplement a little bit into your diet it can help you massively
1: yeah it helps you massively eating healthy is one of the things where at first you're like oh fuck me this is annoying i want to eat a chocolate bar covered in nutella but then after you do it you're like I just had a nice little healthy meal there.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's the thing of, of discipline. I think it's very hard to be disciplined because the human body wants quick success, doesn't it? So yeah. Or quick satisfaction, as, sorry, as, as opposed yeah. to long-term success.
1: Yeah, everyone's like, I want this done and I want it now. We're all yeah. guilty of doing it in our time. Definitely. Oh, I've done it loads yeah, of I've times. Yeah, I've done it loads of times. It's one of those things where you realise if you want it, you're going to have to wait for it.
0: And you're going to have to work for it as and well. work for it, yeah. Like, instead of... Not doing it today and sitting there and doing nothing, do it today. Do it today. Because tomorrow you're going to be grateful.
1: Because that's the exact same thing Like with my exercise. Whenever, especially during lockdown, I didn't feel like doing it. I smacked myself in the face and went, shut up, you're doing this, whether you like it or not. Mm. And then afterwards, I was like, good, I've done that. I've done this now.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that was one of the things that I kind of saw in my head now, like whenever I'm at the gym or doing MMA, especially I'm kind of sat there just like, do I really, really want to be here? no matter how much you try to do it. And that's something that's really pissing me off because it's like, you know you love this place. Mm. Do it.
0: I actually did that on, on Friday. so it would have been mean yesterday, actually. Sorry, it's weird. I, I didn't go to work today. I usually work on a Saturday. But I did it yesterday at Jiu-Jitsu. I didn't want to go. I, I would. I actually wanted to just not go and play video games instead and I went well what's the bloody point in that you're not going to achieve anything you're just going to waste an hour and a half of your life playing a video game at the end of the day like and when, when I when I actually went I really enjoyed myself and when I got back I was really grateful I went I, I learned a really cool new choke uh, I had a really good time like I had a laugh with some people and it was fun so it was just it's like sometimes you just need to make those decisions in the moment it's not like you have to go and do a 10 mile run it's like it's just making the decision just to leave the door in the first place. And even if you just just around the block or something, it's like, yeah, it's important.
1: It's just one of those things where when it comes to the discipline, especially like helping you mentally, if you know it's going to help you mentally and you're like, I don't want to do this, do it anyway. Get up, mm. walk out the door and do it. Even if you're like, I ain't going to do this. Because during your first set, you'll think, I hate this. Do it at the end. You're like, I'm. I'm glad I did that. Mm. I'm really glad I did that. You always, especially with exercise, you always regret the ones you don't do. Oh, definitely. They're the ones you regret, the ones you don't do. And you're
0: always grateful for the ones you do do. Yeah, and so. you're always
1: grateful for the ones you do do. Yeah. <laughs> do <Do-do>. do. <I think,
0: laughs> fuck's sake. Uh, I mean, some someone, if you are lacking motivation, someone that you should 100% look at uh, is a guy called David Goggins. He is an incredible human being and he has some great podcasts with the mighty Joe Rogan as well as many other people with Show. podcast episodes. Yeah, David Goggins, great guy. Go and listen to his stuff. You buy his book or whatever if you want. I certainly haven't. It was a good read. But yeah, let's move on if you're happy.
1: Uh, one thing I want to say about like inspirations and stuff, even do that. Look at a famous person who's gone through similar stuff like you. Like a great example. Jack's heard this name many a time and he's probably going to punch it in the face if I say it again but heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury. Oh
0: my God, you said that so many times. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. But he is the best example of mental health. Oh, definitely. He's there. got an incredible story. Yeah, he's got an incredible story. His book, his autobiography, I've read it. It's the first few pages about his near suicide. They're, they're, they're incredible. Not in a sense that, you know, I'm, I'm happy he killed himself. But you, you get what I mean. They really entice you into reading the rest of the story. Yeah, they really entice you into reading the rest of the story. And he went through so much mental bollocks, and he overcame it. And he is one of the best figures that I personally would recommend looking at. Because even if you don't know crap about boxing, you'll read his story and think, what a fucking icon.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think he's an incredibly inspirational person. Yeah,
1: he is inspirational. Like uh, In my opinion, he's one of, if not the most inspirational people like in the combat boxing area. Easy.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah, for, so if you're lacking uh, motivation, stop making excuses. Go look into David Goggins. Go look into Tyson Fury, because either of them will likely inspire you. them are brilliant. Yep, and yeah, I don't know if you heard me talk about David Goggins before. I've probably mentioned him at some have, point. I yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah With definitely. With name
1: like Goggins, we've definitely taken a piss out of oh, We've definitely loved that name. Definitely. <laughs> Goggins.
0: so yeah the the last uh, major one i think i think i want to really go over is sleep
1: yes sleep and the thing i don't do enough of
0: i feel like there are virtually no human beings on planet earth that do do enough of it i think everyone could benefit from more sleep and i understand that some people cannot get more sleep physically because they are they have some kind of mental thing where they cannot sleep or they are too busy. They have to get up early. They're working like two jobs or something. But if you can... Then getting into good sleep habits... And having more sleep... Is one of the most important things... You can do for your mind. For your body. Uh, like just for, for you overall really. Because when you're well rested... Your body recovers well. Your body can deal with... Crappy things in your blood. And all of the horrible nasty things. And mentally when you're well rested you feel like you feel much better than you would if you were tired Uh, and i actually saw an interesting study the other day we are the only primate so the only monkey thing basically that actually doesn't sleep for like most of the day like all of the other primates sleep for like 12 16 hours a day and then there's just humans sleeping for like six (laughs) it's it's definitely interesting how we've evolved to uh, have less sleep For me personally, that's everything I would like to talk about today. But if there's anything else you would like to share, now is a great time.
1: Nah, to be honest, I think the only thing I just want to really say is just make some like the main points you've gone over in this episode clear. Like if you're experiencing any mental health, whether that be a mental condition, depression, thoughts of suicide, attempting it, reach out to somebody. Seriously, reach out to somebody. There'll always be someone there for you, even if you feel like there won't. You message someone, they'll talk to you. If they care about you, they will. Especially being scared to get help. It is a scary thing to do, but you've got to, if it saves your life, you've got to do it. Yeah. You've got to do it no matter what. Again, like anyone out there who is a massive bully, especially to someone who they think has a mental disorder or people that say you're just attention-seeking. Burn. Seriously, just Jack said it there. I hope you all burn in hell, (laughs) quite frankly. I really hope you do. And like, make sure you take care of yourself physically. And take care of each other. And take care of each other, yeah. Just be good bloody people. That's
0: the biggest thing that annoys me. I can understand why people don't want to get help. But the people I see... That no people need help.
1: And don't do anything.
0: But won't force it upon them because they don't want to make that person dislike them. They are the worst. They're even worse than the people that take the piss out of you in the first place. Because they know you need help. And but won't get anything. you it.
1: Yeah. And I understand it because you may not want to ruin that relationship. Or you may not want to ruin that friendship with someone. But at the end of the day, if it means ruining it with them for a few months. To make it up for the rest of your life, it's worth it. Would you rather they were dead? Basically yeah. would you rather saying? them be dead and you never talk to them again than them hate you for a few months but be alive yeah it's, it's your choice, really. Again, going back to the YouTube example, someone didn't kill themselves because someone said hello to them every day.
0: That's all it takes. Hello. That's all it takes. Hello, how are you
1: A little hello, How are you? Is it so hard? again, i keep reiterating because it it's the thing that pisses me off most in today's world. Is it so hard to be a decent human being? Especially to someone who you know is a little bit weirder to someone who is has different defects to you, and I say defects like it's, like it's a bad thing like if if there's someone who's different to you, who you know is clearly struggling, because that's the worst thing about mental like disabilities. it's a hidden disability. No one knows how to deal with it, and at the end of the day it's a hidden disability. No one knows you have it, so yeah. just be fucking kind to someone
0: yeah i th- I think that's that's definitely a really important thing i I didn't even think to say that, but yeah, it's something you can't see yeah that's definitely it's something really you
1: can't see but actually, I've got another really good example about like bullies and stuff there was an well, there was a boy who got really badly beat up by a bunch of bullies, only for the bullies to learn he was autistic, and he actually did like nothing wrong, and instead of like punishing them, he actually made them watch a documentary about autism to understand what it is.
0: Oh, right, okay. And okay. I
1: can't remember the name of the kid who did it, but that kid is a brilliant icon. Legend. He's a legend. <laughs> because you don't, like, it just shows there you, like, bullying is just a fucking awful. I don't get why people can't just be nice to people. Whether they have a hidden disability, a real disability, no disabilities. Is it so hard to just put others before yourself sometimes and just be a nice guy?
0: Yeah. I think that's where a lot of these issues stem from. It's just people not being
1: nice. yes, yeah, people just not being nice. They don't have common decency. It's not a thing anymore. Whether it's opening a door for someone, like, and especially, like, I remember back in Milton, the staircase used to hang out in, like, the top of the staircase before my tutor room would open. A few girls who I knew would come up the stairs, walk that way, and I'd open the door for them every day just to be quite nice. Mm and people might see that and think especially nowadays i think uh oh, you're trying to like get with them or something it's just called being nice yeah try it for once in your life
0: yeah i think a nice example of that and it probably sounds like i'm being self-centered or something but i'm really not it's just another example there's a girl at my college she's uh recently on crutches i'm not sure why but she's injured herself somehow and the other day she was really struggling to get into like the big bathroom area and she was, like, re to it through the door, and I saw her as I was walking past, and I just held the door open so she could get in easily and get her crutches through. And she was, like, really grateful. So all it takes is just using your brain.
1: That's all it takes is just to use your brain and be a decent person. But I yeah. just think, sadly, 99.9% of the human population don't know how to be nice anymore. It might sound quite ironic coming from me, because I've kind of turned into a bit of a brutally honest guy, but it's like, if I say something brutally honest to you, that like, even those type of people... They're not doing it to be mean. They're doing it because they, they care.
0: I think the people that are brutally honest are the most important people. Yeah,
1: they're the most important people. Because at, at the end of the day, like, I was always scared to kind of tell people like, my side of things now due to like, being laughed at or something. But now if there's something stupid in someone's doing, I will go, you know how retarded that is, right? You mm. know how much of a stupid idea that is. Yeah. Like, And even if it's like a material thing, and someone's like, oh, do you want this? I'm like, I really appreciate you getting this for me, but you didn't need to get it for me. Like, I have plenty of stuff. I don't need that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I appreciate it very much. I, I'm very grateful, but I don't need it. You're just wasting money. Mm. And it makes you come off as a massive dick, but it's just you just care about them. It's like you want them to realise that if it's something they're buying for you, they're buying you random gifts. It's like, I really appreciate this. I really do. I love you to death but you're just wasting money on this stuff. I love you
0: to death without you buying me all this shit. I don't need this to like I don't (laughs) need
1: material stuff. Yeah, I I get that. Yeah, I understand that. All of this, like, especially if you're stressed, like, people might buy you something to make you feel better. You don't need material things to make yourself feel better.
0: No, I I think uh, material's very material at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: it's material. At at the end of the day, like, material things will eventually leave, but real things will last.
0: Unless I made a glass... (laughs) 'Cause then they take a very long yeah, time. Yeah, if they made biodegrade.
1: Yeah, if they're made of glass or plastic. Do you know
0: glass takes over a million years to biodegrade.
1: Really? Oh, yeah. A million years.
0: Yeah, because it doesn't react with anything, does it? It's just like bloody pointless. It's this is not difficult.
1: related to mental health. Why are we discussing this?
0: I don't know. Why are we discussing it? I'm sorry, carry on. A
1: fucking nerd.
0: But yeah. <laughs> so um that's just what I really just wanted to
1: reiterate. Like if if you're going through something, please, please reach out to someone. It could be us, a professional. Like I don't want to sound like a prick by saying this, notably more a professional who'll actually know what they're doing. Yeah. But if you important. really feel like you have no one, your friends, your parents, us, anyone.
0: I think it's essential to talk to both. Yeah. If you if you have these friends and family around you that talk to them on genuinely essential. there yeah. for you, talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. All of them. Everyone, yeah, everyone. Just as many everyone. many bricks as you can get off yeah. it um, makes you load lighter. And one it? of the
1: things that I just really want to reiterate, because of the social norm of it all, the social stuff, the stupid social people out there talking to more than three people makes it your own attention seeker. So you fuck off, seriously. Yeah, you no, don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's just all I really wanted to say. I just wanted to get it in people's heads, in our listeners' heads, that no matter what, someone's out there for you. No matter what you're going through.
0: Yeah. So if you're happy, I will run through a couple of the statistics I find particularly shocking for a second time. Uh, Read out the helplines and close things up here. Yeah, sure. So, just to reiterate, these have all been said already. But one in four people each year in England will experience a mental health problem. One in six will experience one weekly. One in six every week. It's crazy. And uh, one in five people in a lifetime, will have suicidal thoughts. One in fourteen will self harm, and one in fifteen will attempt to com- kill themselves.
1: Quick fact about suicidal thoughts that I learned from the doctors: you can't actually stop them. You can't stop suicidal thoughts.
0: No, they're a thought at the end of yeah. the day. that's something really a that I learned
1: from the doctor because he was telling me like that's not something you can just stop because there's like a chemical process and it just always goes to it. Yeah. So, yeah, so everyone out there, like, don't think like that. You can't help it.
0: Yeah, th- th- those are the statistics. But I just think it's particularly shocking that of one in 14 that self-harm, only one of those will then not go and kill themselves. Hmm. All of the other 14. Well. Well.
1: Shows how big it really is. And it's sad that there's no one else, like, apart from organisations and shit, no one else really fucking cares. It's stupid. People need to yeah, realise that.
0: So just to go over the health lines again mental health lines or websites we have mind.org.uk youngminds.org.uk samaritan.org suicide prevention lifeline.org papyrusuk.org and stop breathe org, not stop breathing yeah do and not stop
1: breathing again <laughs> we reiterate that breathing's <laughs> what you need to do and you
0: can speak to the, the last website for online counseling i will put all of these in a podcast uh, podcast post instagram post on the podcast uh, uh, page and you can access them from there. Um, And I can put them in the podcast description as well. So if anyone wants to access them from there, you can. And if you are in the position where you don't feel like you can speak to anyone that you know and you don't feel strong enough to reach to someone in person, even if it is a professional, then using these websites is an awesome way to go. It's far better to use one of these than to use nothing at all. So uh, are you happy to close it out there, Raleigh?
1: Yeah, I'm happy to close it out. Yeah, I've reiterated what I've wanted to say. Just get help if you really need it. Anyone who thinks they know better or who thinks they're the cool guy taking the piss out of it. Yeah, that's what I really wanted to say. Just be good people to everyone. Just be nice to people. It's not that hard.
0: Yeah, so thank you everyone for listening today. If You've made it this far. I'm genuinely amazed. Yeah, Um, same. But I, I think that if someone that needed to hear this has heard it. Thank you. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's why we're making this. That's why we're making this. Yes. If someone needs to hear it and they somehow stumble upon this and they do hear it, then I I think it's amazing that they have... We we put something out there that might potentially help
1: someone. And we're also bloody happy to have you as part of this community. So welcome. Welcome,
0: Message. Message the podcast account. Message
1: the podcast account. Message. Email us. Let us know. Let Uh, us know, man.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, just get help if you need it. That's, that's the biggest thing. And I want to say massive thank you to you as well, Raleigh, because what you've done today is incredibly brave.
1: No worries, man. I'm always happy to share my experience. Yeah, you've,
0: you've come on here with uh, an experience that I think many people would probably find quite embarrassing, but you've you've come on here and you've shared it with uh, no end of amount of people yeah, if they no stumble upon you. this. If they
1: stumble upon this, yeah.
0: So, and uh, yeah, it'll be mad
1: you. if someone we know listens to this as well. That'll be mad
0: yeah so uh, thank you very much riley i'd really appreciate your time no today. worries
1: man yeah that's fine i'm happy to be back on the podcast man
0: <laughs> do you want to guess how long we've been recording for how long go on have a guess how long um, do you think it is an hour an hour an hour an hour we are literally just under two hours of recording time right now man fuck me <laughs> yeah it's gonna be an epic sp- that's uh, episode be an
1: epic yeah epic
0: but yeah so thank you everyone uh as usual the uh all the links and stuff will be in the description. Go check out the Instagram. Everything. Contact us if you want to be on the on the podcast, if you want to prove us wrong or whatever. Yeah, let care. us
1: know. And especially with this episode as well, if you need talking, let us know. Seriously. Yeah, definitely. If, if you really feel like you have nowhere else to go, contact us, me, Jack, privately. That, or the account, let us know. Seriously. Don't hold it in.
0: Yeah. And also, I mean, just... There's a five-star review, so it's really important that you go and do that. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to leave a 5 stars on Spotify, they've added it recently. I would love it if you did. But yeah, uh, that's everything today.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much for uh, listening. It's been nice to get back on the podcast, especially with a topic I feel like I can help people understand with. And everyone out there is going through it. There's light at the end of your tunnel. You just need to keep going and you'll find it. Be good people, everyone. Seriously, just be nice to everyone, man.
0: Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.
0: Podcast. Hello, my name is Jack. Ah. Have you turned your mic on? <laughs> 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 okay, good. It's picking you up now. Speak.
1: Okay, good, good, good. All right, it's picking me up now. My microphone's actually on.
0: Remember to like shove your throat down the mic as well. Ah. Yeah, you, you remember you have to be like really close. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Okay, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your chin bulging <laughs> out the bottom of the bloody. Oh my god. <laughs> <No>. What the <laughs> hell?
1: I my saliva off the pot fills. Oh. Alright, this one's mine.
0: Why did you sniff it so centrally? I needed to
1: sniff it centrally, because otherwise there's no point in sniffing it. If you don't sniff things centrally, there's no point in sniffing them, because the centralness is what gets you hard.
0: Uh, uh, um, uh, 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 Um... um. <coughs> <coughs>
1: Oh, I choked on my own self-pity, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Like, if if you were going through something again, especially, like, obviously with our relationship, where I'd say we're more like brothers than friends. Oh, definitely. Easy. And I saw you sad, I would literally do whatever it took to make you feel happy. Like, if it meant cutting my left arm off, I would.
0: To be fair, if I was hungry, you, could you do that? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, nice, nice.
1: Just uh, get me a knife and I'll go I'll, I'll, I'll there.
0: Slow-roasted? On a spit?
1: Any way you want it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Slow roasted, chuck it in the oven, put it in the microwave, high five someone with it on the street, I don't care. That's
0: a good idea. And if they if they start to get angry, you can slap them with the soggy end. Yeah.
1: Oh, what would be really funny is if you just grab, like, a detached arm. All right, don't think I'm a psychopath, but you just grab a detached <laughs> arm, walk through the street, just shake someone's hand with it, and if they get angry, just put it on their face and go,
0: Daddy, chill. Just literally no. do that. Oh, <laughs> just, just do that. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. Stop with that. Okay. Oh, no, he's actually—he's actually leaving. Leave my arm alone. <laughs> okay, i <can't> <laughs> well, can't There's a mat in the way. And if I do that, I will suffer. You've just experienced the issues of someone that lives in a wheelchair. <laughs> you can't go up a little step.
1: Uncle Liam, I am sorry for these wheelchair <laughs> jokes. You are an am- amazing man.
0: Uncle Liam, shout out. You better be listening right now. Hello,
1: Uncle Liam. I don't know if you're listening, but if you are, you're the best man in a wheelchair I've ever met.
0: He's only met one, by the way. Yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might not... S- hell. What the hell? I'm sorry, but I know this is a serious
1: moment, but someone is literally playing chill by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg <laughs> at the top
0: of its thing. What the hell? Get out of here! Shut up! Turn off your gangster music. Up. <laughs> we get it. It's still with the D R E. Fuck off!
1: <laughs> You're wanked, <don't>
0: you stains. <laughs> so ah! I don't know what that was. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Ah. What? The, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, uh um 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 it's very negative
0: way <laughs> Jesus. God You okay? Yeah I'm okay I'll just made I make a, it through. <laughs> yeah, I'll
1: just turn into an alien. Um so um but the th- the, the like Um
0: uh I um um
1: Um 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 um
0: Um uh uh um all right, all right, all right. Um,
1: um, 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 um. Oh, we love you, Joe. We, we stand, like Joe. <laughs> yeah, we true. stand, Joe Rogan. Hang it's on, true. we we must worship.
0: He's doing like a full prayer session on the floor. Okay, I am.
1: Joe is king. Oh god, <laughs> he's fully lost
0: it, guys. He's fully lost it.